Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Grace, thank you for the opportunity you have given us to see our children graduate. We dedicated them, we will see them graduate, and they will finish college, and they will be stable, and they will do well, and they will prosper, and they will make us proud. Thank you that none of them will fall by the wayside. We thank you for this day. And as we begin to hear your word, may it bring wisdom and direction. Let demons be driven away. Let devils go away. And let the kingdom come. In Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. That's a very powerful commencement speech by Prof. Why? He's a professor. <laughs> Hallelujah. Ah, it's too powerful. It's a long service, but it's our church. Hallelujah. How's that? Please stand off your phone. I beg you. All right, I'm going to share briefly the word of God with you because I mean, prof preached anyway. The commencement speech was a sermon. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, I want, I want us, I'm going to start teaching us about spiritual warfare. Oh, Hallelujah. Amen. We walk by faith, not by sight. Hallelujah. Amen. If you're a Christian, don't be ignorant of the devil. Hallelujah. Amen. See, one of the greatest mistakes you ever make in your life is to have a termite in your house. They are eating up your house. And you say they are not termites. One day, by the time you realize, the roof has fallen down on you. Hallelujah. So even though you may not see the termite per se, you may not see the termites. You know what the termites are? You may not see them per se. When you look at the signs, if you come and the wood is rotten and you can see the little dust. Do you hear me? You don't physically have to see the termite. But the signs should tell you that there's a termite here. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. So, the, so if you are waiting to see the termite before you apply a pesticide, by the time you see your roof will be down. Hallelujah. Amen. Or in the same way, you don't have to see the rat physically to know that there's a rat in the house. As you see the rat poo poo, you come to your kitchen and you see pellets. Which obviously did not come from a human being. Even though your baby is very young, that poo poo is your baby is not your baby's poo. So by that sign, you should know that there's a rat around. Hallelujah! And the earlier you begin to get some uh, rat traps, the better. Amen. In the same way, if you are a Christian, you don't have to see the Satan physically. Like one brother told Bishop Saki. 
you ask Bishop, say, Bishop, have you seen the devil before? He said, no. He said, have you seen the devil? He said, no. He said, come and see my wife. If you want to. Yeah. I said, I said, come to my house. You see one. No, no, you don't have to physically see the devil. Hallelujah. Yes. Just by the signs and symptoms. Amen. Amen. And you must know that the devil is real. Yes. Satan is real. Yes. Hallelujah. Amen. So don't wait to be destroyed. Amen. Amen. So I'm going, to, I'm going to teach us about how to know your enemy. Like See, how to know your enemy and defeat them. It's not only how to know them, but what? Not only how to know them, but what? Because it doesn't benefit if you know, but you cannot defeat them. Hallelujah. So I thought about how to know your enemy and defeat them. Hallelujah. See, and by the way, life is a long journey. Life is a race. Life is very long. You guys are now beginning to college. It's the beginning of life. Life is very, very long. When I was in college, I thought college was the most difficult thing. <laughs> when I was in college, I thought it was the most difficult thing. What life is this? Every day you are studying, you are so tired. But now that I've graduated and I'm working, I wish I was in college. Because <laughs> I find college life easier compared to working life. <laughs> college is much, much easier than working life. Hallelujah. Yeah. Life is long. Life is a journey. Life is a battle. Paul said that I fought a good. Paul said that I fought a good fight. Life is a look. The nature of life is fighting. In life, we fight. Hallelujah. Amen. So stop asking. Like somebody asked the husband, "You, when will you, when will you rest?" There's no rest. The only time you rest is when you are in the grave. Once you are in this life, you fight. Paul said that I fought a good fight. So when you are in life, have an attitude of a fighter. Yeah. Is somebody hearing me? Yeah. Don't have this. I'm tired. You cannot be tired. Have an idea of a fighter. Fight. Because life is a fight. Paul said, I've run a good race. Hallelujah. And, and by the way, why are you saying you are tired when the animal that is chasing you has not stopped running? <laughs> a dog is coming after you. And you say you are tired. Oh, but you Once the dog is coming after you, you cannot say you are tired. You have to keep on running. Hallelujah. Amen. So we need to know the enemy and how to defeat him. Yes. Because the devil is real. Yes. I said the devil is real. Right. Satan is real. Yes. You don't have to see him physically. His signs point that he's there. Yes. That's right. Hallelujah. Amen. That is why we're going to do some spiritual warfare. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. And you know, To defeat somebody, okay? To defeat somebody or to overcome, or to overcome your opponent, to overcome your opponent or to defeat your opponent, you must study him. Did you hear me? Yes. You, you, to defeat somebody, you must study the person. To overcome your opponent, you must study. That is why countries pay a lot of money for recognition. What is it called? Recognition. What is it called? Recognition. Recognizance, yes. Recog recognizance or 
Reconnaissance, correct. Reconnaissance, yes. Whereby they send spies to go and study the people, know their arsenal, their military power, where they store their weapons. Hallelujah. That's why the Russians are spying us. And we are also spying them. Spying each other. Because you see, you cannot enter into a battle without knowing the enemy. Hallelujah. So they take their time to study them. What weapon did they have? What have they developed? You know, um, during the, I think it was during the, the since they were the young people war. You know, the Russians developed, the Russians developed a certain uh, uh, fighter. A fighter. The Russians that they gave to the Arabs, the Egyptians. And the reason why the Israelis won was that they captured the pilot of that plane and flew the plane to Jerusalem, uh, Tel Aviv and studied the plane. Because it was a new fighter plane. So when they studied the plane, then they developed the cruise missiles to block that plane. But they had to steal the plane to go and study. So after they studied the plane, it's okay, then we can develop, that's why they developed the cruise missile. So that when the plane comes into the air, then they will launch the cruise missile to intercept it. But without that study, they will have killed, they will have finished Israel. Yeah. So you, you, should, you cannot live without knowing your enemy. Amen. Amen. That is why even in soccer, in, in, in sports, you're supposed to study your opponent. Yes. So a good coach, you see, a good coach is supposed to study the opponent. Yes. Yes. <laughs> coach. <laughs> this is our coach. Next Saturday we are playing Agabaptofes. Next Saturday is Agabaptofes. All our branches are coming in the East Coast. We are going to go to Connecticut. We are going to do baptism, play sports. But one of the highlights of the game is the soccer match. And this is our coach. If he doesn't win, <laughs> but we we'll win. Because, I mean, how can the whole lay president? I'm the one in charge and my team loses. No, please, coach. <laughs> so, <laughs> we should win. We have to win. I mean, from Boston, Boston has a strong team. So, study Boston. The things you have to study, study Boston. Study uh, Philadelphia. I'm giving you the things you have to study. <laughs> huh? Philly can play. Boston can play. And I think um, last year, last year, we had Ivan Jude. You understand? So, even a good coach. Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Let me preach. So a good coach, a good coach job is to study the opponent. That's why coaches are paid. Hallelujah. That is why it's unfortunate that sometimes when you watch some of our matches, especially our local coaches. I mean, when I this recent Afcon, I was so I said this coach is not studying the game. He was clueless. Afcon is the African Cup of Nation matches. That's I was watching Ghana play uh, Tunisia. I said this guy is not reading the game. But the Tunisian coach was studying the game. That's what they want. A good coach studies the opponent. You must study the opponent. One time in the NBA, when um, in one of the NBA finals between uh, between uh, Cleveland and Golden State Warriors, I was watching the interview, and uh, Golden State Warriors had this player, Draymond Green. Is it Draymond Green? That's his name, right? Yeah. yeah. And apparently. 
Because when he started the league, as the playoffs came, he he is it, he took almost like every steady the moves of LeBron James. Because his job is to tackle LeBron. So he watched all the LeBron moves. Studied it very well. Know that when he goes here, the ball is come to come here. He studied him so well. So you can see that in that final, he literally he literally neutralized LeBron James because he took his time to study him. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. If you want to overcome the devil, take your time to study him. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So that you can see that this is the devil. This is not the devil. This is Satan. You see, you must be able to tell this is Satan, this is myself. You know if it's not Satan. Some of them is yourself. So the person to cast out is you. Don't cast out the devil. Cast out you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah. Somebody said it was it was it went to Las Vegas on a sh- and then on one of the strip malls in Vegas. He was walking along one of the strip malls and he saw Satan standing there. And Satan was crying. So I said, "Why are you crying?" He said, "I am tired. Christians are accusing me of everything. Even the thing that happened, I say I've done it." <laughs> The devil was crying because he said, we are accusing him of everything. Even the one that he did it, we say he did it. <laughs> but you must know your enemy. Amen. Amen. So we must understand the devil. Hallelujah. So we can wage a good warfare. Are you hearing me? Yes. I said, are you hearing me? Yes. Yeah. Study him. Because some things are not the devil, it's you. Hallelujah. Amen. So if, if there's anything to be cast out, cast out your flesh. Not the devil, but the devil is real. Hallelujah. So you must be able to tell this is Satan. Amen. Yeah. Know your enemy. Let me tell you something. So that you don't even accuse the wrong person. You see, your real enemy is not your mother in law. Wow. You thought your mother in law was your enemy, no. You think that your mother in law is your enemy. You to one day you give birth to a son, you become somebody's mother in law, and you see. Hallelujah. Amen. Now that your real enemy is the person sitting next by you, tell your neighbor, I'm not your enemy. Hallelujah. No, I'm not your enemy. Amen. Amen. But so to know the enemy, you must study. Hallelujah. So let's look at who our, the devil is, who the real devil is. Hallelujah. So we can fight right. Amen. And we can know the devil. You see, another so a way, a way to know somebody is to study the person's name because your name is a description. Hallelujah. Your, your name or your title describes who you are. Amen. So to let's study Satan. Are you here with me? Are you awake or you are tired? Are you awake? You see, let me tell, tell, tell you about this is very important. See, let's take our time to study the devil because this is Satan. This is not Satan. Because sometimes something is not Satan, we say it's Satan. And sometimes something is Satan, we say it's not. Sometimes, sometimes Satan is destroying your marriage and you're angry with your mother-in-law. Your mother-in-law is not the devil. The devil is the devil. Hallelujah. So, how do we know the wicked one? Number one, by his names. John chapter 6 verse 17. John 6 17. Then Jesus said, 
I chose the 12 of you, but one is a devil. I chose 12 of you, but one is a devil. And the word devil is the word diabolos. So those of you have been watching Nigeria movie, Diablo 1, Diablo 2, that's what, that's what it means. The Greek word is Diabolos. Diabolos. It means the cruel one. The cruel one. The wicked one. Hallelujah. It means the cruel one. The wicked one. He's cruel. He's wicked. He has only one aim. To destroy you. So by that description, it means he's a very wicked person. So don't ever think that Satan is your friend. Hallelujah. Because once again, I was in Vegas. This time it's a true story. I was in Vegas. And I was talking to somebody. And the person with me went out on the screen, on the, on the walkway. And I was talking to somebody. And the person said, Oh, I was talking about Christ and salvation and Satan. How Satan. The person told me that, look. Listen, the reason why I don't get into all this Christianity, this church is I don't want to be in the devil's bad books. That's his reason. I don't want to be in the devil's bad books. So the devil will leave me alone. The one he said, I said, listen to me. The devil has no good book. If you think that the devil has a good book, you are lying. I said, the devil has no good book. The devil has a bad book. So you can't say that I don't want to be in the devil's bad book. All the books that the devil have is a bad book. So there's no good book for the devil. And, and, I, and I explained to him, look, do you know a snake? He said, yes. I said, a snake is a snake. No matter how nice it looks, it's still a snake. No matter how smooth it looks, it's still a snake. No matter how pretty it looks, it's still a snake. No, is it, is it, it, you can have a snake as a pet. You can feed it. You can play with it. You can keep it. But one day, it will bite you. Because it's a snake. It is its nature. When a snake is biting you, it's not doing anything bad. That's how it is. When a snake is biting you, it doesn't mean it hates you. That's its nature. In fact, if you study, most snake handlers are killed by snakes. Now this guy, uh, this famous uh, Australian guy, what's his name? Crocodile Dandy. That guy. Famous snake handler. In fact, if you Google snake handlers, all of them die by the snake. Because no matter how much a snake is, one day it will bite. Huh? Steve, yeah. You were speaking about the snake killed him. When I was in medical school, we had a, a, a zoology professor, Barry Hughes. Zoology in, in zoology, you study animals, and one of the animals, one of the things. So that's why we study. So, because we study snakes in medical school, so we can tell snake bite. So, there's a difference between the bite of a cobra and the bite of a viper. And of course, a green snake, the green snake that you saw that you ran away, that one doesn't kill. But even though I told somebody the green snake doesn't kill, somebody said the snake is a snake, whether it's green or blue, it's snake. <laughs> He said, whether it's a garden snake or a snake. <laughs> yeah. Diabolos. He used to teach us. And I remember that guy. So he would teach us the, the cobra. Because their venoms are different. There's an, between the, the, the cobra and the, and the vipredi. And the cobra, uh, the, vip, any, the vipers are the ones with the, 
triangular head. See, and the cobras have the cylindrical head. You understand? And the vipers, the vipers are the one. When, when the, the vipers, when they bite you, they bite you. They cause, they release uh, fibrinolytics. So, so when you get bitten by a viper, you bleed to death. You see, that's why they bleed. They, they spoil your clotting system, so your blood cannot clot. You will not be beaten by a viper in the name of Jesus. You look so scared. <laughs> and the cobras are different. The cobras, they release neurotoxin. So neurotoxin. So that when you are beaten by a cobra, they paralyze you. Yeah, so you get paralyzed with a cobra bite. And one of the reasons why I died is that they paralyze your lungs so you can't breathe. Because you need your lungs to move up and down yeah. to breathe. So when a, a cobra bite paralyzes you, so you can't breathe. That's why people die. Wow. So depending on what snake has beaten you, the, the, the treatment is different. Yeah. Wow. Do you understand? Yeah. You will not be beaten by a snake in Jesus' name. Yeah. But when you see a snake, run away. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say that Rabbi has taught me about zoology. <laughs> This guy, he was a lecturer. He took the snakes, and he has. The, we have the, we have the snakes in, in in glass. Listen, in the zoology lab, and we real snakes. But you see that he would take he would take them out. Of course, most of us would be standing far away from him. <laughs> then he would take them. He would so, so he, then he show us. Then he would open, he's a British guy. He opened the mouth, show us the the double tongue. You see, one of the signs that you are a devil. You see, this is even just by the side way. You see, a double. A, when you see a double tongue, that's devil. The only animal that has two tongues is the snake. The snake out the tongue splits like this. So when somebody is double tongue, you say one thing, they tomorrow say another thing. You, you go and tell this person, you go and tell that's a devilish behavior. It means Satan has employed you. That's a double tongue. That's just by the way. So all those of you who have one story here and another story here, you are you see, standing the devil by that action, it means that Satan is operating with you. You are double tongue. <laughs> You see, when you know that and when you study, you know. So that the action of being double tongue is a serpentine action. What is the devil? Hallelujah. That's just by the way. But I do remember him. He taught us. I was here after I finished, I graduated. Listen, I mean, many years ago, a couple of years ago. We got a call from Ghana, he's dead. How did Barry Hughes die? One of the snakes killed him. One of the snakes that had in the one day, somebody said, this is one of the class, the snake came out and killed him, bite him. The point I'm trying to say is that a snake is a snake. No matter how much you like it and play with it, so don't play a snake. In the same way, the devil is a devil. No, the thief cometh not, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So don't entertain Satan. Hallelujah. The Bible calls him Diabolos. Or the devil, his name is Diabolos or the devil, he means a wicked person. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? I said, Are you hearing me? So every time you see wickedness on earth, Satan is at work. So when you hear people like Hitler, Bokasa killing it, it's even as a human being, it's Satan because his nature is wicked. So the spirit in those killers is Satan. Hallelujah. When you hear somebody goes to a mall in uh, El Paso, Texas, takes a gun and shoot innocent bystanders who are coming to for st- school supplies. I mean, I, I mean, whether you can call it mental disease or whatever, terrorism, at the end of the day, Diablos is at work. Yes. That's 
That's right. That's right. That's right. The spirit behind it is Satan. That is why I pray and I burn every diabolical spirit over your life. You will not be a victim of straight by shooting. You know, straight bullets will not come your way. We bind that activity of diabolos in our life. You will not die from a straight gun bullet. That is Satan. No matter how much way you describe it. Because he's a wicked person. What is more wicked than people who have come to Walmart? Just to look for buy one, get one free. That's the only reason why we didn't go to Nostrum. We came to Walmart because over there we can get buy one. School supply. I haven't done anything to you. Don't know you. Then you come and take a gun. And you shoot them. And you say it's mental. And it's yes, maybe mental. But Satan is behind it. That is why I block Satan's life activity over your life. No stray bullet will come near your place. No, you will not die from a stray bullet. I bind it in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He's the wicked one. Amen. Yeah. So that's the first thing. So when you see wickedness, especially unexplained wickedness, because wickedness are unexplained. Totally unexplained. I mean, totally unexplained. It's just wicked. That's Satan at work. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. You will defeat the devil. I said you will defeat the devil. I said you will defeat the devil. Because the greater one is in you. Amen. Another name. How you see we are knowing him by his names. Because his name starts his activities. Job chapter 1, verse 6. Job chapter 1, verse 6. One day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan, the accuser, came with them. And who? And who? And who? This is the first time we see the word Satan in the Bible. He's also called Satan. In John, he's called the devil. In John, he's called Satan. Hallelujah. Satan. Amen. Satan. He's also called Satan. And the Bible says that, and, and, and Satan, you see, the, the meaning, Satan means, Satan means enemy of God. An arch enemy of God. So when you call somebody Satan, you are saying the person is an arch enemy of God. Arch enemy or arch enemy, whatever you want to call it. Of God. Hallelujah. I say hallelujah. That's Satan. Hallelujah. He's, he, it means Someone who opposes God. Hallelujah. And the interesting thing here, here is that the Bible says that one day the angels present themselves before the Lord and Satan accuser came with them. It means that even though he's an arch enemy, he opposes God, he also comes to church. Church is not a, a, a church is not a restriction for him. Satan also comes to church. Check your neighbor, what I please. <laughs> nah. Satan, you see? Satan also comes to church. So, so, act enemy. Act enemy of God. 
Why is he an arch enemy? He's a, Satan means the arch enemy of God and man. Because he, he, because he fought God. He fought God in heaven. So his nature is to fight and oppose. So he fought God in heaven. And in the same way, because of that is his nature, when he came to earth, he fights a man. He's someone who fights both God and man. That's Satan. And he comes to church. So when you are in church and you are fighting your brother, that's Satan. He fights. He opposes. Hallelujah. Church, are you here with me? He fought God and he's fighting man. Hallelujah. So when you see fight, position, never an agreement. Fighting, fighting. One marriage, every day there's a fight. That's Satan. No, I'm, I'm not joking. So the earlier you take a step back, you see, what I'm talking about, it's not every fight in marriage that is solved by counseling. Because if you are dealing with Satan, what will take it away is prayer and intercession, not counseling. Because I can talk to you from morning to day if it is if you don't cast Satan, no. Hallelujah. Of course, some things are solved by counseling, but so is Satan. He's a fighter. When you read, when you read the book of Revelation, the Bible says when he was released on earth, he caused that to be war. I mean, sometimes you wonder why are we fighting? When you think back, what was even the fight about? No, seriously. Somebody asked yourself, what was even the fight about? You don't even understand the nature of the fight. Yeah. So one of the reasons, one of the reasons why, one of the things that Bishop taught us early, Bishop taught us early, which is very true, is, and he, he taught the pastor's wife, say, if you're a pastor's wife, you have to be very careful. Because there's something called PPQ. PPQ. You know PPQ? It means pray, preaching, quarreling. And say, pastors, and they have to be very careful. If you don't take care, just before your husband is about to preach, you can pick up a quarrel. And that's Satan. So before the pastor comes to preach, he's annoyed. PPQ. And it's real. If you ask any man of God, he'll tell you. And sometimes, after the service is over, you wonder what was the quarrel about? You can see that this is Satan. Hallelujah. Sometimes you quarrel with your wife. You, and you, after you say that, what, was, what, what were you even quarreling about? That everybody is so angry and we have exchanged words and words are like arrows. When they go, you cannot retrieve them. You may say you are sorry, but the damage is already done. Satan has succeeded. The damage is done. And you can see, I mean, in the quarreling, I mean, you are so, I mean, in, 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 in the argument, in the quarreling, you, you lift up your voice and insulted your wife. Now listen to me, a daughter of a harlot. You call your wife a daughter of a harlot. Later you say you are sorry. No, you are sorry, but the damage is done. I'm a daughter of a harlot? No, somebody, I know somebody who told me, and said, daughter of a harlot. (laughs) 
But later he said, oh, you know, I was angry. I said, no, no, no. But the harm, because words are like arrows. You shoot them, you cannot retrieve them. That's why they must say, they must say, be, be angry, but sin not. Make sure that Satan does not override you. Because some words are irretrievable. You may say you are sorry, you've regretted, but let me tell you something. If you said it to a woman, it doesn't go away quickly. A man may forget, but a woman, no. They put in the savings bank. They'll say, oh, they are, they, they know. A man may forget. Because what is, absolutely all know, we say women by nature receive a seed. And whenever they get a seed, they nurture it and it grows. That's why when you give them a sperm, which is something very small, they will nurture it in their womb, it becomes a baby. So everything you give them is a seed. They nurture it and it grows. So when you said the word, it's a seed, they will nurture it. Out. <laughs> Hallelujah. So he is he fought God and he fought man. So fight. Amen. Number three. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. It's revelation, not revelations. A lot of Christians say revelations. It's not the book of revelations, it's the book of revelation. So please from today, don't say revelations again. Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice shouting across the heaven. No, give me King James. Give me King James. Please, King James, original, okay? No adulteration. Hallelujah. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength. And the kingdom of our God. And, and the power of his Christ. Why? Now has come three things. Salvation. Strength. The kingdom of our God. And the power of his Christ. Why? Why has this come? For the accuser of the brethren is cast down. Which accused them before our God day and night. The accuser of the brethren. One he's called the, the, uh, the devil. Two he's called Satan. Another name for him is accuser of the brethren. Remember how I started. You don't have to see a rat to know that there's a rat here. When you see the rat poopoo, you know that the rat is here. He's called the accuser of the brethren. Satan's job is accusation. So you don't have to see the devil feeling feeling. But the accusation should tell you that Satan is at work. That's right. What a word. That's right. Powerful word. Powerful. Are you hearing me? Yes. He says, because what? Why is accusation? You see, why is accusation the work of Satan? The Bible said, Now is strength come. Now has strength. Strength come and salvation. Because the accuser of the brethren has been cast out. Be- because he has been cast out, now there's strength. It means that it means that ac- where accusation brings weakness. Amen. That's right. That's right. And if the devil wants to weaken you, he will accuse you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen to me. Saying things and pointing fingers weakens. Speaking, accusation brings weakness. I said accusation. And if Satan wants to weaken you, he'll start to accuse you. 
when everybody, no matter who you are, whenever you are accused, you feel weak. That is why strength has come. Because accusation has been removed. Accusation has been removed. Because accusation brings weakness. Pointing of the fingers brings weakness. Let me tell you something. No matter who you are, if you go to a place where they are always accusing you, you don't feel like going there again. Everybody. 
account, there's a lot of problems with this church. Me. Accounts, there's a lot of problems. So I didn't bring you here to come and point out our problems. Ah, look at where we are meeting. The place is hot. <laughs> it's in somebody's basement. <laughs> what else? What's the problem here? The place is what? It's somebody's basement. There are mice sometimes. The pastor, when he's preaching, doesn't stand still. He keeps walking up and down. <laughs> huh? The place is too small. There's no parking. Sometimes they call you, they steal your car. You can have so many flats in this church. Find fault. Oh man. The choir, sometimes they don't sing nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's part of the song. Yeah. Sometimes the same song. Make me say, we are tired of this song. We are tired of this every day, every Sunday. <laughs> Every Sunday, I mean, you can find fault. You can find fault. Hallelujah! Yeah, the Asha, that's what Asha is there, oh, please. They don't come to church, Charlie. Hallelujah. He said, but and and as you keep on doing that, you see, you are weakening. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because nobody thrives in an environment of accusation. No. Let me tell you something. You can weaken your wife by your constant criticisms. Wow. Wow. Yes. At the point she loses confidence. Because every day your cooking is not good. You didn't clean the house. Hey, you know, what else have you to complain about? She makes stew, it's not nice. He makes soup, the soup is too hot. She cooks, she, she bakes, it's too dry. She boils, it's too wet. I mean, what else do you want? Look, her weight. One, one lady told me, I'm in coffee, one lady came and said, Reverend, say, Reverend, I cannot even undress before my husband because my, you are too fat. You are too, at the point, the woman lost confidence even to undress. When she's changing, the husband is there, he has to go to a closet and change. That's the truth I'm telling you. Look at that Tuesday. You are fat. You are this. Listen to me. She is fat. Who's fat? She is fat. Who's fat? Who made her fat? When you saw her single and you married her slim, you have made her pregnant, cook and now she's fat. You say, who made her fat? <laughs> Let them know. 
This fat man you complain, she's too fat. She's who made her fat? Why you make her what that she was? Constant criticisms. A, a man who's always constant, constantly, I don't like your dress, the way you look, you look, you look. I, mean, I mean, what? At the point, she loses confidence. That's right. What a word. Are you hearing me? If you don't like her dress, buy her the one you like. <laughs> Accusations. I'm saying it seriously. I know quite a number of wives who have lost confidence. So they just, they just go through the emotions, but the self confidence is gone. They are dead inside. They are dead inside because of your constant accusation. Today, this, tomorrow, that. You are helping us. Yeah. So, what you don't know is that when you leave them, they cry. They are crying secretly that you don't know. Accusations, accusations, pointing of the finger. You see, and what I'm telling you, it is Satan. It is Satan. It is Satan. It is Satan at work. He's the accuser of the brother. If at the end of the day the person feels weak, what have you achieved? Yes, I told him the truth, but the truth weakened the person. What have you achieved? One day I was, you know, uh, marriage counseling. In our marriage counseling, we do um, your history. Many, many years ago, when I, many, many years ago, when I was pastor, I was doing marriage counseling. And I knew a brother who had slept with a sister in the church. And both of them were in the church. And they were sleeping together. Then the sister imported a wife from Ghana, a beloved. The, sorry, the brother. The brother brought a, a, a beloved from a wife from Ghana. So I, I was supposed to do marriage counseling. Well, you have to go into your history and everything. So, and the brother knew that I knew that. <laughs> he, he had been doing his best in the church. <laughs> so when we got to that part, I could see that he was nervous. He was told, he thought I was going to ask. So she was surprised that I jumped over that topic. Give me a pass. I said, let, let, Let's jump. So, after that thing, he came to see the room. I was very, Why did you jump over? I said, Look, wisdom is just by his children. As you are sitting there with this, your wife who has come who doesn't know anything. If I tell her that you've been sleeping with this girl, what will I achieve? What will I have achieved? <laughs> What will I have achieved? I will only have just agitated her. She may even have cancelled the marriage. And, and, and will I have made any profit? What will I have achieved? By telling her that you are sleeping with this girl, what will I achieve? Please, it is not necessary for me to tell her. But what I'm telling you in private is go and sin no more. <laughs> yeah, if, if you stop it, even though I didn't tell her, stop it. You see, but I, because I, I process it, what would that information do? To this relationship at that time, young couple, what would that information do? If I had told the that from that day in the church, 
Because the sister too was in the church. In the church. I just pass. Not, 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 not that I endorse this. You know what I'm saying? That? Because accusation weakens. Accusation weakens. Stop the accusation. Don't say it's the truth. Everything is the truth. You see, when you're accusing somebody, it's not a lie. I'm not talking about a lie. Something can be truth, but it's still accusation. Why do you know? Because after you've done, the person feels weak. The person loses confidence. The person doesn't want to come around anybody. The person wants to hide. If the person wants to leave the church, what have you achieved? In the same way, it is not stop accusing your husband. I'm coming there. Even the way we were standing by Michelle, I didn't like. Hey. And you were talking to you know, you know, when we came to church. I mean, accusations. Oh my, wow. At the point, the person is weak. Hey. Oh my God, these are true stories. Yes. So that's why. Your, so your husband is weak. He's weak. He's not strong anymore. He has even, look. One husband told me, "Look, Reverend, in this house, I've stopped talking." It was a reverend, me, to open my mouth. I won't say a thing again. I am tired. <laughs> no, it's true. No, it's good. You see, what is it? And, and, you see, look, and, and I told her that what? You said, reverend, my wife, come and sit there this way because the guy was not working. To that disrespect, lazy man, useless man, the guy has literally lost confidence. A man has lost confidence. So it's not even that you feel like coming out. She's so lazy, you don't bring anything. So as he was talking, which was the man was not working at the time. I said, look, 
Don't you think that he himself is feeling bad about not working? Why are you magnifying his faults? You think he's happy in, that, in the state that he's in? You think he's happy? Do you, do you think a man is happy that he cannot be in the paycheck? For you to keep on pointing out and rubbing it in? The guy, he, 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 he said, look, I have lost confidence. The, the guy has literally lost confidence. And how do I know? You see, to a point at a point, he was becoming depressed. You see, when you get a man who's now not afraid even to come out, that's what one call his friends, his moody depression are setting because of your mouth. Then in the night, want to touch you, the thing cannot rise because depression has killed it. <laughs> Is not rising. He doesn't need. He does not need Viagra. He needs encouragement. Seriously, he doesn't need Viagra. He needs encouragement. Your mouth has depressed him. You see, at, at, at the end of the at the end of the day, you have only worked for Satan, the accuser of the brethren. That's what you have done. You haven't achieved anything. You have worked for Satan, and like everybody, when you work, will pay you. The devil will pay you. See. Now strength come. Now strength come. Because the accuser of the brethren. Let me tell you something. Anybody when you accuse the person, the person is weak. Look, I can say some things about you if you don't take you don't come to church next week. And you too. And you too. And you too. It will weaken you. That's right, brethren. That's right. And even if it's the truth, what have I achieved? I'm talking about you see. Study the enemy. So every time you see accusation left, right, and center, know that Satan is there. The devil is at work. You see, the Bible said the law came by Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. So sometimes it's not only the truth, there must be some grace. So what you are saying, even though it's true, if there's no grace, what are you trying to achieve? On his, uh, on his old school platform and he sees his colleagues this person, this person is working here this person is working here this person has bought a car this person has bought a house and he still doesn't have a job don't you think that he's depressed enough for you to add your mouth to it what he needs is encouragement encourage him strengthen him so that the feeble limbs will be strengthened by your words you can look at something strengthen the arm strengthen the feeble weight the man needs encouragement not your criticisms this is Satan this is Satan because by your mouth at the time you realize the home is destroyed who has won Look at the person next to you. You want to find fault? <laughs> yeah, let me end my preaching. But I'm telling you something. I'll tell you something. The same person sitting next to you. 
look at him with another eye. There's a lot of good things about the person. Wow. In fact, why don't you look at the person and say five good things about the person? <laughs> Tell the person five good things. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. We are, we are, listen to me. We, we know we have problems. We know we have issues. We know our shortcomings. But we are looking for encouragers. May this be an encouraging church. I say, may this be an encouraging church. May we love one another. May we encourage one another. May we build up one another. At the end of the day, we feel happy that we are together. Why don't you stand up to your feet and hug five, hug five people. Hug five people and say good things about them. 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 That's what we need. I say that's what we need. That's what we need. I need you. I need you. You need me. I say that's what we need. I say say good things about him. Say to the person. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I need you. Need me. We are Sing to the person of God only stand we Somebody, and need you, you need me. No more accusation, no more backbiting. You are important I need you. I need you to survive. Sing it again. I need you. You need me. Say to somebody, you are not useless. You are not useless. I need you. Stand with me. I love you. I need you to survive. I 
in this church but you have allowed Satan to take over but from today Satan is defeated I said Satan is defeated I said Satan is defeated I said Satan is defeated tell the person tell the person you see the spiritual warfare the spiritual the, 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 the spiritual ammo inefficiency inefficiency in the book of visions he said put on the whole armor of God put on what Put on what? They began to list the armor. Helmet of salvation. Breastplate of righteousness. Uh, belt of truth. What? What else? Shield of faith. Feed with the preparation of the gospel. So if I am dressed in fair come. Oh, you are taking the picture. Okay. by the brothers. Hallelujah. Amen. I find the spirit of accusation. Amen. Let every quarrel cease. Amen. 
accusation shall end. We will be a strong church. I say we will be a strong church. I say we will be a strong church. Tell your person, I will encourage you. You will encourage me. Say you can count on me. Say you can trust me. I will push you forward. With every head bowed, let's take it. Let's, let's, let's end the service. Father, this afternoon, we stand in your presence as your children. And we are grateful for salvation. But if there's anybody here who's not saved, anybody who's not born again, anybody who doesn't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior, we've had a good sermon. But the greatest miracle is salvation. So today, if you came to church by yourself, you see, I'm, I'm talking about being born again. There's room at the cross. I'm talking about being born again. Being saved. If you are not sure whether you go to heaven or hell, this afternoon, with every eye closed and every head bowed, I want you to be a proper Christian. A true Christian. You want to serve God. You want to be a child of God. No longer a child of the devil, but a child of God. If you are like that, please lift up your hand. There's room at the cross. I want to pray for you. I see your hand up. I want to give your life to Jesus. Lift up your hand. It doesn't matter. There is room at the cross. There is room at the cross for you. Doesn't matter who you are. Want to say, Pastor, pray for me. I want to be a Christian. I want to be a Christian. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There is room at the cross for you. Father, we thank you for salvation. Bless this church in Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hand together for the Lord and be seated. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.